0: Welcome back, episode one eighteen of the Ranting Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host Brett. Brett, how's it going?
1: Great. Uh, just got done watching the game, and that's all I was doing was watching the game. And, um, I hate you so it, much. Was, and it was a great, it was a great uh, game to watch uh, and take in. Um, I will say that I bet on Lafreniere to score, uh, but I also bet on McCall McRae to score too, and that didn't happen. But I did want to point out that I did nail Laffy. I said I, I was feeling it for him tonight. Um, and, boy, I mean, that goal is such a good goal that I just want to break down a little bit. First off, Quick made a great play coming out of his net to retrieve that puck because otherwise that was going to be Colorado's possession in the zone. So he made a great play coming really far out of his net and then made a nice pass to Lafreniere. Um, Lafreniere makes such a good move. Um, uh, I believe he was Rantanen that he was that was defending him. He makes such a good move, not to just cut back, but also shield the puck around. And then you notice Gufsusin crosses in front of Georgiev, and at that exact moment, right before, he actually had an open look on, on Georgiev right before he crosses, but he actually waits for him to cross to get the perfect screen, to get the perfect shot. That's the kind of goal scorers goal that we saw in all the highlight reels that made us all just quiver with excitement. Um, about him being a Ranger, and it's just so satisfying to finally start to see that happen. We've been seeing that all year now. Yeah, he doesn't have the point production that we would have wanted at this point yet. Uh, some of that's some bad luck, and some of that's just, you know, refining that last 10% of your game sort of thing. Uh, but I think it's it's really impressive how noticeable he is on the ice, how many plays he is making. And a goal like that in overtime to seal a, you know, a clutch comeback win um, it's just exactly the kind of thing we want to see going forward. Um, and that a good screen by Gustafson, and great screen by Gustafson. Great screen can't can't understate that. Yeah, and 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 great use of Lafreniere to be aware of that and to and to wait because he had a shot he could have fired off right before then. He knew to wait. And it was that's a perfectly I mean placed shot, also. The... It was perfectly placed. It's it's a goal scorer's goal. Um, and you know if you're not excited about what Lafreniere has done this season. I think you need to move beyond the box scores, beyond the stats columns, and really start paying attention to him when he's on the ice because he's becoming more and more of a difference maker every night. Um, and it's exact—it's exact kind of leap you want to see, barring tons of points. If you're not going to get tons of points, this is the type of leap forward in play that you want to see out of a top guy like that. Um, so I'm really happy, and obviously a, a much needed win, and against a top tier team too. I mean, as as we were talking earlier today. Um, you know, going into the third period, being down one goal uh, after having three penalty kills against a team like Colorado is not a terrible game. Now, yeah, we could have generated more offensively and that would have been nice, um, but we didn't collapse. We didn't have a ton of breakdowns. We didn't give them a ton of jo- a ton of uh, chances. I mean, Quick played good. He played a, you know, a very good game and did keep us in it a couple times. Uh, But he didn't have to completely stand on his head in order to keep the Rangers in that game
0: either. The defense was a lot better this 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 game. They had their moments. They had their moments of collapsing, but it was better.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, But they gotta they gotta figure out this. I I don't see how you're waiting till the actual trade deadline day to figure out this three C situation. If you can't get Henrik, you got to figure it out. Who the hell else you can get? Uh, there's a lot of different experimental options. And if it's not Henrik, odds are it is an experimental option. When you look at that name, it'll be someone who you could say has that chance to be able to be that 3C, but also could be a disaster. It's just how the market is right now. It's not a great year to have problems at center. Um, it's the way it is. And then you also got to address that right winger with Mika and Kreider because, man, you can't keep them together if you don't have that proper Right winger with them because it's it's <sighs> becoming ridiculous. Was a while ago.
1: um Oh yeah, blink Wheeler being on the first line was ridiculous at the beginning of the season. It's patently absurd in February.
0: I I just I don't. I get like maybe you want to go cock on the third line to create that balance, but like no disrespect to Johnny Brzezinski, but it's just it's not it's not gonna do. It's you're either gonna. He, Mika's not been hasn't been doing well, and I know he's been going through rough patches. Like every single year he has, he goes through that rough patch. But this year, it's just been beyond that. Um, and they either got to address it quickly, or they got to switch the lines up. Um, I maybe you'd go with Panarin, Mika, and Lafreniere, and then Kreider, Trocheck, um, and Kako. Uh, Kreider and Trocek underratedly have, uh, have a underrated chemistry on the in the little games that they've been together. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see any trade taking as long as the trade deadline, just because it simply can't.
1: No. And, 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 um, I, I get why some people want to be patient and make sure we're getting the right deal, but honestly, the market isn't going to get better for us the longer we wait and the faster we can address these issues and get a team gelling, the better off it's going to be for a playoff run. Um, And yeah, I I love those hypothetical lines too. Uh, Panarin and Zibanejad and Lafreniere, it's almost a no-brainer at this point. And you're not sacrificing the second line either because you still have Panarin and Lafreniere being able to play with each other. Uh, But you're also, I think you're doing something different with Kreider, forcing him to play with somebody like Trocek and then Kako. That's, you, you get you get speed on one, you get speed on two of the sides because Trocek has got some decent wheels too, but you get Kreider and Trocek and then you have a possession monster like Kaka to be able to maintain possession. Um, I think that's a pretty deadly one too and honestly the best use of the people that we have right now.
0: Yeah, I, I just also, it's just like when people scream, oh, they're, they're going to get for Toronto, they should get for Toronto. Like, I mean, if, if you go look about what it's cost to get players with term who are, are at a friendly AVV at the trade deadlines it's astronomical and it's just mm-hmm. y- it's not going to happen. Um you're probably looking at wingers like either Declaire, Eberly. Uh Eberly I'm uh I think would be a nice fit with Mika and Sabajer that mm-hmm. that's a winger that I think could uh cuz M- Mika and Kreider alone as the duo with any random winger it they won't work 5a5. You got to get specifically the right winger. Um yeah. and it's just I feel like Eberly could do that maybe Duclair. Um, Vince mentioned on, uh, I don't remember if it was the Jeff Merrick show or 32, sh- uh, 32 Thoughts, so I apologize for, um, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't want to misquote, um, but the Rangers are looking for speed and playoff toughness. Uh, I I mean, Henrik kind of fits that uh, playoff toughness, and then I think Eberly or Henrik, uh, oh, I'm not Henrik, uh, Duclair would fit that speed. Um, I mentioned last week, maybe a player like Blake Lazat, if he's fully healthy in a week or two, uh, he's injured right now. But again, one season removed from 32 even strength points out of his 34 points. He has played 3C, 1.6 million. He has that speed, like real real speed, and he plays special teams. Um, and with LA needing to clear up cap space and a roster spot for Victor Arvidsson's return, uh, uh, return I don't think it's out of the question. But again... Um, I mean, they got to they gotta outbid Colorado, Carolina. Um, who am I missing? Colorado, Carolina. Lord. Maybe Dallas, because Sam steals the third-line center. So I don't know there what their priority is, but that looks like a spot they could address. Um, Boston is always looking for centers, even though they're really old for some weird reason. And I think that's it. I might be forgetting one else. But that's probably who you're gonna outbid. Odds are it's Colorado, who you're gonna probably have to outbid in the end. Um, and I don't I don't know if they can. Colorado has two second round picks this year and a first. Henrik, realistically, as much as no one likes it here to hear it, Henrik's gonna cost first. It's it's how the market is, the supply and demand. Henrik's the only proper center left. It's, it's how it works. It's not the greatest. Um, I was hoping for like how Jury's done in the past two years, where the second round pick could become a conditional first round pick. But I feel like one of the other teams is going to be willing to throw in a first round pick as a solo thing, unless unless Anaheim for some reason likes the Rangers prospect that they'd like to send with the second, and the second becoming a first on condition of the Eastern Conference final. Maybe, but uh, I don't. I don't know. It's it is tough because if it's not Henrik, it's 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 experiments.
1: Do you, I mean, the one thing I do wonder is, like you said, there's there's always things that are kind of outside the realm of what we are aware of and think of, you know. Um, and I really do wonder if they are. If there's something to the effect of like, they're like, yeah, we don't think we're getting Heedle back. We're not just looking for a playoff fill in. We're actually looking for somebody that can, you know, help us out the next few years as well. Um, if they're not willing to do a bit more and go after a guy on a team that, you know, maybe it's kind of a bubbly team that isn't planning on really making a run this year that is just kind of like outside the scope of what we're really looking at as far as like UFAs, RFA sort of situations. Um, I don't have anybody in mind because I think that gets into wild speculation territory. It's just something I want to keep in mind that like, as you're looking at the options, you're right, as far as like UFAs go, that the market is very, very small. But I do always wonder if there aren't circumstances that we're just not privy to, that might mean there's guys in play that we would never would have thought and considered. Um, right. So that's just as a fan, just something to keep in mind that uh, as we come down, it may not look very exciting right now, but there still could be something exciting in the pipeline too.
0: Right. Well, the, the two things also you have to uh, take into account is one, um, I mean, this they aren't fair comparables because they're younger um, and either on um yeah to two-year deal or an RFA was Gino Gino, Tana Geno, and yeah. Brendan Hagel were probably the last examples and the price that they went for. Obviously they were younger, it's gotta be a little bit more than what the Rangers would. Like I saw Boone Jenner, right? Uh, I mean he's the captain of Columbus trademan division to the Rangers. Also with the Rangers is you don't know for sure he's done, right? And what happens if he is back? Uh, the cap is supposed to go up what like 4.5 million? Uh is probably going to get the same who knows regarding Lindgren and say they don't like what Lindgren is. Uh, I'm not sure if he has arbitration rights. I got to check. Um, but if they're, they don't like the route with Lindgren, then they got to tap into the free agent market. And how much is that going to cost? Uh, they might uh, cut themselves with uh, the cap and then they might have to end up trading a player for pennies on the dollar because of that tight cap situation. So I, I don't know. Unless it's a guy that's three or million dollars set, or set, less,
1: sending off a mid-range prospect, you know, to for somebody to swallow Barkley Goodrow and get that gives us another three point six right there. But
0: but that's the thing, like under normal circumstances, that's probably the offer now. What happens if you have no choice but to get rid of Barkley Goodrow? Right, like now you you should, now you really should, but you don't have to. Right but in the off season, where you actually have to because of cap another team might take advantage of that and demand more. Um,
1: right. I mean, which is why it almost makes sense for me to pull the trigger. Now
0: you're saying if Goodwill would go the other way now. Yes. Oh, oh if you're talking about a long-term deal with another thing and Goodwill going the other way. other way, Yeah. I mean, the prices would be astronomical, but
1: uh... well, no, just for a team to swallow some cap, you know, that doesn't really need to. And maybe once they have a winner for their young guys, you know, Stanley cup winner, <laughs> He's I heard like Ottawa a wanted
0: that. I heard Ottawa wanted that. Boy. Um <laughs> oh, if any That'd team be... could
1: use him, it's Ottawa. <laughs>
0: oh, man, it could just throws such a, a wrench into like any sort of like I mean, Butchnevich is gone because of him, but toronto is gone versus um because of him. I mean, there have been so many casualties that have just been brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are overrating Vetrano just a little, little bit. He was good with the Kreider and Zbanejian, but no, no one solved Kreider and Zbanejian 5v5 like Butchnevich did. Uh, no, no, can- no because
1: v- v- Vetrano is not a play driver like, um, like Butchnevich is. Vetrano is, when he's playing at his best, is a, is an excellent shooter. Uh, but like his shooting percentage at the beginning of the year was like off the charts and everyone knew it was unsustainable too. Now like he's still performing well overall and he's still a guy that I would love to have and we could use, but yeah, he's not Bucinevich. He's not, he's not out there driving mm-hmm. play like Bucinevich said.
0: Yeah. And his price is going to be way, 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 way too high. Um, Cause I mean, yeah, like the gym's going to say, listen, he's technically because every team has a player in the all-star game. He's an all-star winger making like, Really good, uh, I don't remember the exact number, but uh, 3 million, 3.5 3 million, 3, 3 million range. Uh, friendly AVV for this year and next year in a cap restraint world. So, you know, pay up. So I, I wouldn't, I'd probably look at Eberly, DeClaire. Um, I'm missing a few names, but.
1: Yeah, Vetrano's 3.6 for this yeah. year, and next year and next year, and then he's a UFA.
0: Yeah, I'm worried though the Ducks are going to try to create like drag this out as long as they can to create that bidding war and desperation from teams. Um, and that's the, not going to be good news for the Rangers. I just, I can't imagine a world where they don't get Henrique because the Rangers always get that player at the free, at uh, the trade deadline. Like they always end up doing it, but it's just this year it is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, let's say Colorado, Colorado, so say, you know, like, we got Landeskog maybe in the playoffs. Why don't we try to go on another run here? Um so then they threw in a first and a conditional pick, and the Rangers are like, well screw this. Like We also have a problem with the wing. Like we, we need assets all around uh to spend. But I, I don't know. Yep. It's um I'm trying to think honestly though, but like th- this this game like clearly showed, I mean the Rangers have a problem five v five and it's not just a 3c problem it's a winger problem and it's really really bad and they got to get this right with this winger the whole concern with the center should be as important with the wing because Mika's just not himself and you got to get that winger to get them to click um yep. and while 3c has been the target the right ring should be equivalent to this point because they're not as much as you and I say they should change the lines, are they going to change the lines? No. So.
1: No, for some reason they're content to have Blake Wheeler out there. I I I do not get it. I don't know what they're seeing. Uh. It's so painfully obvious that that it it, it actually boggles the mind. I really don't know what they're on about. It, it it bothers me immensely every time I see him out there, and, you know, what the weird thing is too is that. Oftentimes when we're down late in the game, he gets taken off that first line. Like that's a move that Laviolette makes a fair amount is he'll swap somebody out. So Wheeler isn't out there with them. And I'm like, okay, so you do know that that's not the best way to generate offense. Um, I can't believe that you don't think it's, it's not better to, um, to make those top two lines as good as you possibly can and not worry about the depth down low. Now, of course, as, uh, oh, and now I'm forgetting who actually said this, but one of our recent guests uh, was saying that, you know, a guy like Blake Wheeler, though, he's only going to do anything good if he's playing in the, with those other guys. And if you right. take him away from those guys, then he's going to be a, a, like he shouldn't even be in the lineup at all. Yes, um, to is- the top six. Yes, to, to be with those top six guys. Otherwise, he's just completely useless and shouldn't be in the lineup at all. And that, you know, that maybe is part of the equation that we're not seeing or that we're not considering as much as maybe something like Laviolette is. Is like maybe he's like I can't just not play him, and the only way it makes sense is for him to really be regularly playing, you know, with Meek and Kreider, which. It's just a shit position to be in, and, and it underlines your point all the more that we need a winger. Uh, we need another winger really badly. Um, frankly, I think Kako should be getting another chance in the top six again. I, I, I don't really see why uh, he's not, because we do, don't do have better options anyway. Um, but, yeah, regardless, we, we need another winger to fill out that lineup because Blake Wheeler should not be in this lineup at all.
0: And the problem is with Eberly, uh, Seattle's not out of it yet. You're gonna have to wait till later of the trade deadline, but closer to the trade deadline day to see if Seattle's gonna be willing to be
1: a seller. Um, I think so the next eight games just total schneid. They just, yeah, they eight just eight fucking losing speed okay. over. They're uh, just writing off the season and they're just selling off enough. everyone. Sprong.
0: Yeah. I'd say Sprong, but I'm hesitant for him to give Yeiserman a call. Yeah. That feels like um, position to get fleeced um perron not a fan of uh vince uh, did say they mentioned that they were obviously 5v5 is an issue so prawns like a power play merchant that's not happening uh yeah
1: hey, and how old is he uh,
0: like 34 i think i don't know
1: we're Like 94. <laughs> uh, there's no real difference to him he's, he's, he's 35 35 uh, yeah, I, I also I think it's funny sometimes when I like consider I'm like, oh, David Perron, that guy is ancient, and he's four years younger than me. Hockey <laughs> 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 it's different. It's different.
0: <laughs> um, I, I honestly like <sighs> Do Claire or Everly's your players to get. I, I'm probably missing a few because I didn't update it in a week, and uh, I got to. I mean, Claire is
1: a flashy. Pick in a couple ways but like he's also not, i mean like he's had a, he had a couple you know nice seasons but like he's only hit 20 goals three times in his career um i guess the a,
0: whole interest is the speed
1: yeah and he can be a goal scorer like he's he's done it you know like what well, was like when he's playing with the panthers but when he's playing with the panthers too was he was he on a line with Barkov? Um, I feel like, I feel like he was anyway, I'm not going to speculate on, on the Panthers, but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's an enticing pick because yeah, he's got a lot of speed. He, he can score in droves. He's like, you know, Declare is like one of those guys that you like, because in the regular season, he might score 15 goals and you're like, all right, whatever. But then he's is that, that like that guy, 16 game player. He's like that guy in the playoffs who all of a sudden is like, he puts up nine goals in 16 games, and you're like, I love this man with all my heart. So I get why he's an enticing pick. And honestly, just because of where he's playing, uh, that he hasn't been lighting it up, injury prone. What does his contract look like, actually?
0: He's $3 million.
1: And he's not a UFA, though, is he? He is a UFA. Oh, he is a UFA. I thought he yeah. had one more year left. No, no, no that is pretty inter- interesting. And you're right. 3 million in UFA. It's pretty interesting.
0: Question is what Eberly would cost if, um, yeah, I,
1: it's, it's, it's almost too big of an if to wait around for, but it's like, do you like you
0: either establishing that you want Kako as your top line winger or whoever you're getting as your top line winger, do you think Duclair is the answer with Mika and Kreider?
1: No, I don't.
0: So are you thinking Kako's on the first line?
1: No, I don't. I think he's on the second line.
0: So the answer's not DeClaire. I mean, it, it, in your opinion, yeah, I would assume then DeClaire wouldn't be the answer.
1: Uh, why couldn't he be a third line?
0: I just asked you third line. Yeah. You just said no.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying rearrange the lines like we had discussed earlier. Oh, yeah, but I'm trying to be realistic here. Oh, I thought we we're just trying to put the best team together we possibly can.
0: No, no, no. We gotta, we gotta do it this way. We gotta keep Kreider and Mika together. I don't like it. But theoretically speaking, you know, you like, we know the Rangers won't split them up, right? So, in your eyes, then Duclair would not be an answer.
1: No, he's not. He's absolutely not. Then, I mean, he may help out. I mean, it's another speed threat with him and Kreider, and that could create some more. But then. Then all we're doing is we're back to trying to generate five v five offense off the rush, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, you you need more. I mean, under even on the rush now, that's like at least we were always good on the rush. It was
1: yeah, uh, offensive pressure
0: anything. was the problem. And even even now, the rush, oh, um, for and against have been rough. Oh um, yeah. I mean, look at the McKinnon goal tonight. Um, let's see the wingers. I didn't update it because some are in the mix. Still, but I mean, yeah, no, like Eberle was one. Um, theoretically, Zucker, but he's been, he's been garbage. Man, this trade deadline thing just sucks. It's been brutal.
1: Yeah, it's not great. It's not, it's not super exciting, but that's, again, why I am holding out hope. That I'm not hope because I don't want Heel to be done. But, but to be
0: fair, like we didn't know what Fitrano was. No. Like we didn't know what he was when he was traded. Like spr- okay, so it's Sprung or Eberly. Um Sprung or Everly. Um and that's the thing, like you can't wait on Everly because you have to decide, let's say Colorado wants uh not Colorado, Ducks want a first, right? So you get them a first. Um, and they want maybe a conditional pick, right? And you don't know how much Everly's going to cost yet, right? Maybe you need that pick.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So I, I don't know if your jury, what you're doing. I don't think you could wait if Seattle decides to. I'm not, man, this sucks.
1: Sprong is interesting as well.
0: Sprong would be the
1: one, but I don't, you don't see. You, you don't think they want to sign him though?
0: Uh, uh, if he it, honestly, that's why I don't think the Rangers could get him. I think Yzerman I could could get a team to give him a first.
1: Honestly, if I was them, I'd want to I'd want to sign him.
0: Well, oh, but if someone would give you a first,
1: are the Red Wings really in the position where they need to be collecting more and more draft picks still?
0: It's not necessarily just the pick itself, but it's that draft day where you could could acquire better players than you actually kind of trade that on. I mean, okay, the Brinket one year. um, Who is it? Who am I missing? I'm missing plenty of players. Uh, Reinhardt, unfortunately, Butchnevich. Like there are plenty of quality players draft day and like days after that that are available for not that much. Um, So a first round pick at that time is not necessarily just the value of a first round just to draft, but could be used for a better player. Uh, man, this I'm like looking, hoping like, all right, there's gotta be someone here. I'm probably missing someone in general, but holy cow. It just sucks.
1: Yeah, it's less than ideal, but you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I I mean you're probably unrealistic, but probably best case scenario is Henrique and Everly, but I I don't think that's that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna get both the amount of assets you have. Um, unless for some crazy reason, Henrik doesn't cost the first. Um, and again, while he maybe shouldn't because of the price supply and demand type thing. And they're only being him with there being a bunch of teams that need a center. Someone's going to pay up. Um, I'm looking one more. And then I think we're going gonna... <laughs> to imagine Bill Villier, like, Imagine we were frustrated years ago about Crider's inconsistency. You know, just wait till you have Anthony <laughs> Um yeah. yeah, man. Sprong, Duclair. There are there are few, uh, but I guess we'll, we'll see. But again, I I don't know how a jury can say, yeah, let's wait till the trade deadline. I I don't I don't see it. Um, but again, the ball isn't really in his court because the Ducks could drag this thing as long as they want to. Up the, up the desperation and the bidding war. But um, we're going to have a bit of a shorter episode here. Uh, we did have one, an emergency, whatever you want to call it, Friday. Uh, if you want to check that out, we talk about more in depth about the uh, trade deadline targets. But uh, yeah, Brett, anything you want to say before we head off?
1: Not that I'm allowed to, anyway.
0: Okay. 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 I, I appreciate the, the self control there. So, um all right yeah so thank you to our listeners and we will see you next time